Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 63 of Take As Needed. My name is Jimmy. Prom- and he promises that it's going to be the most cracked out episode yet. The most cracked out episode yet. My dogs and cats are fighting. I was outside fucking taking taking some shit out, man. And uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, what's smarter, a cat or a dog? And then I thought to myself, and I'm like, you see, I thought my cat was a little off. Well, I, then I got my dog. And I'm like, oh, this nigga, is, this nigga is just not playing with a full deck at all. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, yo, is that why they did cat-dog the way they did? Is that why they did? Uh, 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 not in here. Hey, 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 nope, nope, hey, 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 out of here, not in here. If you're going to shit in the house, you're not going to, hey, oh, he just wants some loving. All right, come here. Yo, this is fucking hilarious. This is the type of shit that's going to be on the... Guys, I'm starting a Patreon. It's going it, to... For those who, don't, who aren't familiar with Patreon, it's like a it's like a OnlyFans for podcasts. So, we lit. But yeah, man, I thought about it outside. I'm like, yo, is that why they did that in Cat Dog? And now that show's canceled because it's like, yo, you got to respect all life. You can't just... You can't just like fucking give human beings equality. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta respect animals too. Dogs are gonna be watching the show. Oh, what's that? Dogs are too slow to watch the show. Canceled. Canceled. That's it. That's how it works now. That's how it works. Get the fuck out of here. But that's definitely why they did cat dog like that. The dog was a little slower, the cat was like the brains, and then you had the little rat chilling in the thing. I hope I don't have a little rat chilling in the thing, but What's with the thing, by the way? There's never a thing. There's never a thing. There's never... I've never in my life... Yes, there's holes that fucking rats come out of, but they're always mad tiny, and that shit always pisses me off. When, a, when there's a fucking mouse or a rat in your house, and, any, and I grew up in Harlem, so they're pretty bad. Oh, you can hear Loki just bugging. Horny, waiting for fucking homeboy to fuck them, and then they're gonna, and then they're gonna make... A, uh, I can't say dudes can't have kids because I don't know if that's politically correct anymore either. But <laughs> Hit you with all three. But, uh, yeah, they're going to make a fucking baby and then that's going to be the first cat dog. That was my favorite cartoon when I was a kid. But my point is, right, there's never a point in this podcast, but my point is, the hole is always some tiny ass shit. You have you, in New York, right? You have these like mutant rats. And I'll give one thing to Providence is that Providence, they got they kind of got the mutant rats. New York has these like mutant rats like that. And then in the intro, it's just Professor X talking. And it's like, and it's some some shit, some like educational shit about mutants that is it's it's so educational, but it's fictional. So then you're like, oh, that's not real. But it's a rat in a wheelchair. That's what the rats in New York are like. In the do- in the dawn of time, in the beginning, in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of time, 
human uh, human rats and and mutant rats lived lived in harmony. I don't know what I'm saying, bro, but the point is there would be this these big mutant rats and then you would have the exterminator nigga come through and he would t- he would come through and you're like, "Yo, where are they coming from, bro? Like they got to be well, how are they getting in here?" And then he's like, "Yeah, uh you see this little fucking tiny ass hole?" And I'm like, yo, are you fucking serious right now? There's no, they always come in through a tiny asshole. It's never like that fucking, that, 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 that shit with the, with the high ceilings. In the cartoons and shit, they always come in with the high ceilings. Holy fuck, man. I got to share some shit. I got my vaccine the other day. We lit now. Now we fucking can do anything we want. And they gave me a nice little sticker that says, you know how they give you the I voted sticker? They give you the I got my vaccine sticker. And I feel special because some people are like, I didn't even get a sticker. Well, there you go. So <clears throat> there's a lot of things going on. Let me just let me just uh, I'm just going to stop the podcast right here. And you guys can podcast for me. I got my vaccine on Tuesday. On, yeah, on Tuesday. And I texted this client. Yo, this shit was hilarious. Oh, this was the funniest thing in the world because he, he, he was feeling it so hard. And I was just like, yo, this nigga, I, I wanted to smack this dude, right? But listen, I text him. Very professional. Everything I do at work is super duper, believe it or not, professional. I'm a professional dude. I try to be. I got logos. I got fucking, I always make sure my, my set's looking straight as fuck, even though it's like just in a tiny ass kitchen. You you think I'm doing it in a studio, huh, taken away from the fucking, the, 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 the fictional like studio that you guys probably thought I already had. This is the text I sent him. I got the vaccine on Tuesday. Wednesday, I felt like shit. I woke up and I felt fucking terrible. I went to the barbershop. I probably cut like two and a half heads. And when I say two and a half, the, the fucking third person, I just winged it. And I still gave a good cut, but that's just like, I was just like, yo, I'm just winging it. I text this dude Wednesday morning, right? Hey, any chance I can move your appointment to tomorrow or Friday? And if so, what time? I woke up with a reaction to the first vaccine that I got yesterday. Just a fever and ache, so I should be good for tomorrow. If anything changes and I can feel good enough to get you later this afternoon, I could def let you know. Sorry for any inconvenience. What grown ass nigga with two balls, two fully, I'm assuming you have two fully grown balls, testicles, responds like this. That's odd. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're a bitch. That's odd. Two weeks ago, when you were cutting my son's hair, you told me that you were already vaccinated. Let me put my phone down real quick. Let me break something down to you here. This guy came in with his son, rando as fuck, came in, walked into a barbershop. I'm going to make one thing perfectly clear, and I posted it on my socials, but it's I'm going to fucking everything... If I post something on my socials, I say it on the podcast. If I say something on the podcast, I probably post it on my socials. If you walk into a bar, and this goes for anything, because I have mo- I have many, many friends and family 
and soon to be, I guess, in-laws that are in like beauty and cosmetics and shit. If let's just call it anywhere. If you work anywhere, let me not fucking narrow it down to beauty. If you let's just fucking break it down like this. And I felt like this since the very beginning and I believe in COVID and I got the vaccine. So clearly I believe in science. Listen to me here real quick. And this is going to sound very, very selfish, but if you walk into a place with like no fucks given, especially a barbershop, this dude walks in with his kid, walks in, no appointment, no nothing. There's no no appointment made, so there's no way of saving this. There's no way of saving information. You know how you go to a restaurant and you give the nigga your you give your number, you give your uh, you give your name, you give your address in case some shit pops off or whatever. Goes into the barbershop, no name, no number, no appointment. Just walks right into a random barbershop. First, that's the first thing you did wrong during a pandemic. If you're worried about the pandemic, secondly. Hey, who's available to cut my kid? Random barber. Don't know anybody in there. I'll cut your kid. I don't give a fuck. I, you know, I'll cut your kid. I had COVID in January. I'm getting the vaccine soon. Getting to that part of the conversation later. I cut his kid. Hey, do you have? Do you happen to have time to get to squeeze me in? You're kind of balding, but uh, not. Nah, yeah, I don't. I really don't have time for you. I kind of squeezed your boy in. This is technically not even like something that should be allowed. All right. Who's open? Now you're now not only did you see one random barber, but now you're seeing two random barbers. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Okay. He's getting a cut from a random barber. His son's getting a cut from a random barber. Amin. My name is Jimmy. So then I think during the haircut before, while I was cutting his son's hair, he was waiting on his cut. And, it, and I might've said, I, I, I was super amped about booking the vaccine. I told his son to take his mask off. I have my, I have my fucking, my, my gloves on or I don't, whatever. I wash my hands between cuts. I have my mask on. At the very least, I always have my mask on. I have his son take his mask off because I got to get around the ears and shit and kids move. And I don't, you know what I mean? There's a lot going on. So first, uh, let me just say something. If I take your kid, that is, that is like the most love I will show you as a random barber that you walked into because I'm going to be honest, I hate cutting most kids. And I got to sneeze. And <coughs> holy shit, these allergies are killing me. And this weather's on crack because it's snowing today. Hey, hey. Mm. So I took this nigga's kid. His kid was and, and his kid was amazing. So there was no issues there. It was this is a daddy issue. Daddy's got the issues. So I cut the kid, and while I'm cutting the kid, the I might have said some I was like, take your mask off. And he was like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I gotta get around the ears and shit. And and I was like, I I, I said I might have said something about He's, he brought up the vaccine. I think the only thing I might have said about the vaccine is that I'm getting it. And I know I was joking with the barber across from me, like, oh, I got that Moderna. 
And niggas from the hood, when we say got that, like, that could mean anything. That doesn't mean I have that right now on me, you know? Like, that doesn't mean, like, yo, like, I got that fire. That doesn't mean I have the fire on me. That just means I got that. So, Moderna, got that. Moderna, like, I'm fucking with, with Devin across from me. You're going to meet this guy, by the way. Oh, announcement at the end of the show. I'm doing a barbershop podcast, but that's at the end of the show. So cracked out. But <clears throat> back to the topic at hand. I, I said something about getting getting the Moderna, booking the Moderna, and then I said I had COVID back in January too, so like um, we're good. I you know, my fault for giving TMI, I guess. But like, let's just let's let's get back to the story, okay? So he was like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Yeah." Didn't realize this nigga thought I said I got the vaccine. So I I texted him back. Maybe might have misunderstood. I know I had it scheduled. If not that day, then around that day. So I might have been talking about that. Other than that. I could have said that I had COVID end of January and was immune, but if it's an issue, let me know and I can refer you to someone else, but we're all clean in that shop regardless. You want to hear the next bitch-ass response? Forget it. I'll go somewhere else. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here because I fire clients like you. I don't know if you realize this, but I don't work a nine to five. One of the luxuries of my job is, if, is, is that if I don't want to cut your hair, if I don't want to keep you on the roster, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you from the roster. And I'm not better than anyone else. There's a bunch of different people on my roster. I got fucking hood niggas. I got weirdos. I got fucking hood niggas and weirdos. I got hood niggas who like fucking comic books like me. I got fucking, I got fucking girls who get undercuts and designs and just fucking crazy. My roster, I don't discriminate. I got all types of fucking people on my roster. If you're going to, that first response right there, I already knew I wasn't taking them anymore. My boy literally said, that's odd. Bro, my fucking girl doesn't even talk to me like that. My girl. You literally said that's odd. Like you were trying to get breakdown. Like you had heat. Like you had, uh, like you had like a popping ass investigation going. Wow. That's my point. What, no matter what I said, okay? And I'm pretty sure the nigga was trying to finesse a free cut because I've had that happen to me in other barbershops and they handled it differently. The owners, the owners at this barbershop, fucking cool as shit. When somebody's being out of pocket, there is no, the customer is always right, fucking. At the end of the day, we're in a barbershop. Niggas come into a barbershop, they fucking act like savages. They are savages. People are savages everywhere. I mean, not for nothing, but uh, the customer is not always right. Okay, but I understand in the restaurant business and all that shit, but in the barbershop, that shit doesn't work. Let's just fucking throw that out there. I remember, I'm going to speak freely on it. I was at a barbershop before where I saw a homie get fucking flat out, like, tested and disrespected by a client that walked in. And guess what happened? That client got a free cut. Why? Because the owner's a puss. That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. Shout out to Premier Barbershop. Home of the real niggas. <laughs> Yo. Uh, oh, my God. If you walk into a barbershop, if you if you if you're a walk, let, let's just break it. Let, let's just break it down by like least bad to most bad. If you walked into a barbershop, you don't give a fuck about COVID. If you walked into a barbershop and asked and asked for a random barber that you don't normally see, you don't give any like you don't give a lot of fucks about COVID. If you walked into a barbershop with your toddler son, 
and asked for not one, but two random barbers. You don't give the most fucks about COVID. And that's the bottom line because Jimbo said so. That's it. On to bigger and better things. The Young Thug fucking album dropped. I tried listening to it this morning. And you know what I realized? Niggas, you know who ruined Young Thug for me, kind of? Niggas who try to sound like Young Thug in their music with the... Get the fuck out of here. Holy shit, there's one Young Thug. And that Young Thug was 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 <clears throat> kind of not tolerable at first. And now... He's barely tolerable. Like, Young Thug was was not tolerable at first. Like, kind of. And then I was like, you know what? I can get behind this voice that he does and his music slaps and whatever. But then other people start making music. And I'm like, yo, you, you can't do that. So I'm not making that a bit. I'm going to talk about DMX. Because DMX was the shit. And that shit was sad. And I made some jokes last week about my mom. My mom just, again, my mom grew up in a different, like, time. So she's, she's you know, she grew up in a different time. She's old school Dominican. So her thoughts on, like, shit is, is uh, all over the place. But one thing she will always say that I'll defend her on is that it's always sad when somebody passes like that. But, uh, yo, the DMX shit was sad, man. <clears throat> that shit was sad. It was one of those things that was, like, Shocking, but not shocking at the same time because you were rooting for him always. You wanted him to like finally get clean and finally be Gucci. And that's just not the case, clearly. You know, people like that, they have long battles and they either overcome them or it's it's just like the universe just decides or God decides for you. Like, you know what? We're, you're, you're just going to be at peace because th- there's no way you can live life like this. So I think in a way DMX was looked out for. But, uh, that nigga's a fucking legend, dude. I used to fucking, I used to sign on AIM. And the two things that I had, when you had AIM, the two things that I signed on AIM were the the Dipset. The, I think it was Santana's Town. The Dipset, Dipset. That was like literally one of them. And then the other one was, let's get it on. Every time I signed on AIM, because it was the most ignorant, loud, fucking annoying shit and that's me i don't know if you guys realize this but every anything i've done in my life i used to fucking um like niggas who know me for a while know that i i tried wrestling out for a little bit i'm a man of like i i if i love something bro i'll try it out i tried pro wrestling out for a little bit i try and that's pretty easy (coughs) that's pretty easy to see i tried pro wrestling out for a little bit I tried uh, rapping out for a little bit, and now I do the podcast. And all of those things, there's a lot of things that I take inspiration. And what, no matter what I'm doing, podcasting and, and comedy is something that, I, that I've stuck to. And this is, I've said it on previous interviews and stuff. This is something that I'm sticking to because this is, this is like you try different things out in your life, and then you find the thing that you love, just like women or, or men. You have different phases and different people or whatever in your life, and then when you when you find that thing or that person, you're like, all right, this is, this is mine. This is what I like to do. So this is what I'm sticking to. My point is podcasting, you can tell, but in, in all the other things you could tell too, I take inspiration from many things. Professional wrestling, I'll always have that like in me. 
that like uh attitude era, ruthless aggression era, that fucking talk shit on the microphone shit. I'll always keep that. And I'm so glad that I did that I did wrestling for the time that I did because I definitely took that from that. And even going into wrestling, even if even with the little wrestling that I knew from like doing backyard stuff in the New York parks and shit, I always like I fucking probably practiced talking, talking shit for mad long. But I always took shit from music, from the loudest, most ignorant niggas. And DMX was, like, up there on that list. And you could hear it. I'm so loud. I'm so, like, yo, I don't give a fuck. You get me fucked up, that's me. Let's get it on. I love it. So that DMX shit hurt, man. Why try does my fucking intro? And I know it hurt him because you could hear it in his shit, too. It's just... It sucks, man. It fucking sucks. I'm trying to find that song. Right here. And I don't have my soundboard on, but uh Let's get it on. Come on, the energy. The energy. Let's get it on. Oh my god. My favorite one of my favorite intros of all time, and a lot of people don't know this, is is uh What's my name? That nigga's just, he's actually flipping. I don't know the actual story, but he's flipping on somebody on that fucking intro. In the studio. You think it's a game? You know how many fucking people I used to say that to in high school? You know how many people I said that shit to in high school? Just out of nowhere. I'll, I'll just look at them and be like, you think it's a game? Just fucking randomly saying shit. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? Oh my God. Legend. Shout out to DMX. Air, for, air, air horns for you in heaven, my boy. And there's a heaven for niggas like DMX. The afterlife is the afterlife. I believe in an afterlife. I think that it's whatever my my corny ass opinion it is it's whatever you made it. I think DMX had like a fucking good heart. There was, however, a lot of people that I saw. I was very shocked with some people. And if you're listening, I have a friend of mine who probably listens and, and whatever. You may think this is about you. You actually, you know, she actually reached out to me and was like, yo, you know, I feel bad about what I said and whatever. It might have been one of those things where I'm guilty of it, where, like, you speak on shit because you have a, you have a lot of people in, 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 a, <coughs> in, in a friends group that are following a certain political party down the line. I talk about this every week, just down the line that they, that they, don't, they don't ever, like, step out of and and she probably thought you know what I'm gonna support and that's fine point is she reached out to me and she didn't you know she didn't like really mean what she said she didn't really know uh too much on on the situation but there was a lot of ladies and gentlemen on this week's episode of white people there was just so many fucking white people that I saw on Twitter, on Facebook. I was like, wow, I have these people on my Facebook. Just like, oh, let's not forget that DMX was homophobic and, and transphobic and, and he was cruel to animals. Bro, sh- shut the fuck up. And I made a good point to a friend of mine. I said, listen, because... This group, 
of white people. They're, and I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. If you really believe in that, I get it. But a lot of people I feel like are just sheep-minded, and I don't mean to sound woke. I mean, I'm a podcast, I'm a podcaster, so I think by law I'm, I'm supposed to be, like, woke, I guess. But I don't get it because I feel like, again, it's just that <clears throat> I believe in this, so I have to believe in this and this and this and this and this, and all my friends are this, so you know what? This must be right, and that other side is wrong. Form your own opinion. And, yo, I just, it just falls in line with all that. It always, it's always just one constant thing. If you, so, so the thing that I did that I thought was pretty brilliant, patting myself on the back, is that that group of, of, of white people, liberals, and I was very shocked because, they're usually very, like, pro-black no matter what. And for them to shit-talk someone who's black after death, bringing up their history, is fucking crazy. First of all, and, and I might sound whatever about this shit, but, and it doesn't make it okay, but there's a lot of things in hip-hop. There's a, there's a long history in hip-hop, and niggas barely do it now. I think they still kind of do, but niggas, there's, there's, there's select few who still do it because they're kind of living in the past, like Cam, Cam, Dipset, anybody, in the, any, almost any nigga from New York, <clears throat> maybe some of the older niggas in Cali, definitely the game, who, and game, you can't say he's homophobic because the nigga was, a, I mean, like, come on. I feel like real homophobic niggas are like, like if they hear of a male stripper, they they like skeeved out. Game is game falls under uh, a lot of like scrutiny about this shit about being homophobic, and it's like he's not. These niggas grow up in the hood. I don't know how else to explain it. I wish I had a better excuse. They just grow up in the hood using words like faggot, and it's usually not, I never I usually never hear them say gay. It's like and this is coming from somebody who grew up in Washington Heights and Harlem and the Bronx. So you hear these niggas say faggot. They're never calling a gay person faggot. They're, they're insulting each other with faggot. And sure, gay people are insulted by actual homophobic, homophobic people with the faggot word. But I don't know. I guess it doesn't make it right. But it's like, yo, these are how these niggas grew up. It doesn't mean they're homophobic. So I think that's a stretch. The animal cruelty thing, I get it. But nonetheless... Let's say all of those things are accurate. Let's not debate any of those things. This is what I brought up. I said, this group of white people, the liberals, who always have black people's best interests at heart, who are always hardcore, super hardcore sometimes over the top, Black Lives Matter to a point where they incite riots more than black people do. But I'll, that's a conversation for another day, and I'm pretty sure I've talked on that before. <laughs> You would never speak, you would never bring up the, the, the kid, uh, Dante, right? That's, that's a perfect example right now. There's a lot of people who are doing that right now. They did that with George Floyd. They did that, now they're doing that with the Dante kid. And I, I, yo, apologize if I'm not saying his name right. I take a long time before I watch these videos of what's going on because my anxiety, I can't. It's already overwhelming that a lot of people are posting about it, and I've read into it. I know the story. I'm informed. I just can't. If there's any video out there, I can't watch it. I just know that there's dickhead cops, and usually that's enough for me. I watched the video sooner or later. I did the same thing with the George Floyd situation. 
you would never bring up Dante's past or George Floyd's past. And I've actually, as a matter of fact, have seen these same groups of, of people, the white liberals, let's call them, the hardcore, like, you know what, no matter what, we're right or die, Democrat, extreme. And it's funny to me because they're very like, oh, Republicans are mad extreme, but so are you guys. You would never, and I've seen you guys fucking shit on the Republicans, people who associate that with themselves with the Republican Party, who bring up the past of the dark past or the questionable past of like George Floyd or Dante. You, you, you fucking defend their honor. You're always like, yo, so what, you know, so what their past is like this? So what, they deserve this? This is the same thing. And a friend of mine, she, I think she might have tried to tell me, like, you know, it's, it's very different. And it's like, in some ways it is, but it's not. It's, it's, in some ways it is different, but in some ways it's really not. You're bringing up somebody's past. It's kind of irrelevant. That doesn't mean he deserved to die. It doesn't mean, oh, let's shit on him because of his past. Let's not respect him. <clears throat> let's not respect his death. Like, that's fucking crazy. So a lot of, a lot of those people were doing that this week, and I just wasn't feeling it. I had a friend of mine doing it, and I was like, yo, I can't, like, I can't get behind this, and I also, I'm very shocked that you did this. And I know her heart, so it was, it was weird, and, and, and she, <clears throat> and because, you know, just a perfect example that I know her heart, she, she kind of backtracked, and I was like, you know what, like, yeah, that, that was kind of, that was kind of wild. But, oh, man. My bad, guys. I'm mad stuffed up. These allergies have been wilding out. Pollen is just... Mm-mm. Pollen is not fucking with me. This It's not fucking with anybody this year. This time this time last year, pollen was the same thing, and I, and I fucking went to get a COVID test at CVS. It was the most scary thing in the world. But take as needed. It's brought to you by Solita. Listen up. If life reminded us anything these last two years, it's that shit gets stressful and wellness is important for both women and men alike. And there's no better way to take care of ourselves mentally than starting with our skin, beards, and boobies. We love the beards and boobies. Solita has products that stretch far beyond soap, like booby butter and belly oil for that milf in your life and the ultimate beard care subscriptions for that beard that you love to stroke. I bet you can find beard oil at Target, but can you customize your fragrance? I didn't think so. Solita's slogan is for your very own, and they live by that by making most of your experience customizable with woman-owned products that are handcrafted and 100% vegan and cruelty-free because women know what they're doing with this shit. (laughs) Give your body the essentials it deserves. Visit solitasoap.com and use promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. That's promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. My name is Jimmy. Oh my God. I'm so good at doing ads. I'm feeling it. My cats are tearing each other apart in the background of this podcast. I feel like it always happens now, but it's all good, baby. Baby. Oh, God damn it. (sighs) 
On the other hand, let's stop shaming people for drug abuse, too, because that's fucking weird. That's something that the Republican side does a lot of, and my mom does it a lot, and she does it. She does it in a weird way because I know she has a good heart, so at the end of the day, she'll be like, you know, it sucks, but what is he doing? And it's like, not people can't help it sometimes. <clears throat> I had a nigga from the hood fucking be like, yo, uh, when Mac Miller died, he pissed me off. I don't get pissed off a lot. I don't get, like, offended so much you know i that's not that's never been in like my character to like be like i'm i'm very offended i'm gonna fucking block you and delete you i just but, but i didn't block or delete this person but i was like yo i can't fucking talk to you right now like this shit's we gotta we gotta stop doing that shit that shit's weird and some people can't help it it might be easy for you to be like yo you know what i i, I you know i i I'm not doing it. You chose that life. I don't, I don't know, man. Some people, I feel like my opinion on that is that some people don't know that they have an addictive personality and then they do one thing and then they're, they're going down like a long downward spiral and it just, it, it's hard to get out of. I will not, I can't imagine. I have my shit that I deal with. That's hard, like anxiety and shit. And you know what? There might be other people sitting. I know for sure that there's other people sitting there. I have family members who do it all the time. Yo, yo, man up. You're good. Like, you're fine. It's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. There's days where I'm, ch- where I'm good and I don't let it get to me. And there's days where I'm like, yo, I can't. I, so I need to fucking, I need to chill out. I need to fucking take a day and whatever. And I'm sure it's the same thing with, with people who go through, uh, through the drug abuse thing. Yo, these Providence shootings are getting just fucking crazy. And I don't understand. It's every summer. It's every fucking summer. Every time it gets fucking hot out, niggas just like, I don't know what it is. What's the correlation? What's the connection? And yes, I feel bad. I feel bad. Part part of me is like, yo, you know what? They chose that life. To be out in the streets and and, and to treat the streets like a war zone. And you know what? It sucks. But, yo, it's like. What is this? What is the streets doing for you that 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 insert like, don't get me wrong. A lot of people, they get put in positions where they can't. They can't do anything but hustle and the government fucks them and they can't do anything but hustle. But that deep into it, though, where people are, like, killing each other, and it's just sad. I'm not shit-talking. I genuinely, I've lost niggas in, I, I've lost niggas in New York, multiple niggas. I've lost niggas out here to the streets. And it's always, it just always gives me a sad sense of, like, what are, what is the streets doing for you? You, like, niggas with families. Niggas, niggas who have, not just, I'm not talking families like moms and dads and shit. I'm talking, like, kids. And it just fucking sucks to see all the time. And it's always connected to, like, when it get, starts getting hot out. I don't get it. And it made me think of, like, people who, you know, I, I'll live in Providence. I live in Providence. And this has happened to me before. And it especially started happening to me when I started living, when I, when I lived in Providence when my daughter was coming now that I live in Providence, when, 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 I was just, when I was living in Providence when my daughter was here, just looking at apartments in Providence, living in Providence now, when I have my daughter half the week, it's always like, oh, you live in Providence. 
oh, you're looking for something in Providence. Don't do that. This is what happens in Providence. Providence is terrible. And I am also getting, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like getting, I am getting shamed for living in the city with my daughter. And don't get me wrong, I have goals. You got to have goals in life. You have to have goals in life. Don't get me wrong, I have goals to move to, into a house. Suburban, Warwick, Coventry, EG, whatever. If you live in New York and you listen to the podcast in New York, fucking, I don't know what areas are still nice or not, but the fucking New York City dream is to live in Jersey, right? That's an example. These people speak up and shame city living. Number one, like they, like they have your pockets, like they have your money. If you think I should live in the, in the suburbs so bad, pay for it. For now, let me hustle and let me get there. But at the same time, I'm not going to fucking shit on myself for living in the city because, number one, I'm blessed. This is what I can afford. This is what I can do. Number two, I'm not in a rush to move to the suburbs. I mean, I kind of am. It's a little scary. I don't want my daughter to get to an age where she's like, you know, at the same time, that's how I grew up. And I'm blessed to survive. I'm blessed to go down a path where my dad raised me and jammed into my head and my mom raised me and jammed into my head. Yo, don't. Don't get me wrong, I've hustled a little bit, but nothing crazy. But my point is, I made it to a, I made it to a point in my life where I didn't turn out bad. And growing up the way I grew up made me, gave me thick skin, made me a way towards shit like this. And if my daughter grows up like a little bit through it, fine. But obviously the dad in me is also like, all right, let's let's fucking go. But at the same time, I would never judge anybody if they're not in a rush to leave the city to go to the suburbs. And because these people talk like there is no there are no dangers to suburban living. City living, you have most most of the time you have your apartment, you're chilling. You hear some gunshots. Obviously, this shit's there's it's 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 concerning to hear that somebody's that people are getting whacked on that corner and that corner and that corner and that's scary but then you go to but but number one you could be caught in the crossfires don't get me wrong but most of the time you have to be involved in shit like that you go to suburban living and get offended if you want about shit like this but i'm only saying this because people just always love shaming you for not suburban living Guess what you have in suburban living? The creeps. The child molesters. You know what I didn't see until I fucking moved to, uh, until I moved to Cranston one year? After living in Providence when I came out here? <coughs> Those, we never got these in New York. Now, I'm not saying these niggas didn't exist in New York. But they existed in other areas and they lurk in other areas and there's those dangers in other areas. I never got this shit in the hood. I never got the fucking, we never got letters that you put these, these scare, that's, that's scarier to me than hearing the gang activity and the, and the gang wars and shit. Don't get me wrong. That's sad, if anything. You know what's scarier? Getting a letter in the mail that has some guy's picture on it that you got to put on your fridge and explain to your kids, hey, if you see this guy, walk away, run away, try to get to somebody's phone, call me, call 911. That's scarier to me than living in the city and hearing about somebody getting clapped. Hearing about somebody getting clapped is sad. What's scarier is hanging up that picture on your fridge. 
I'd rather live in the city. Don't get me wrong. I want to live in the suburbs. So my daughter doesn't, so my daughter, just because I want to buy a house and live in the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? That's a goal. That's everybody's goal. My dad bought a house in Jersey. That's where he's at. He's chilling. My mom lives in uh, Riverdale. Rivers, Riverdale. Riverside, Riverdale. I don't know. Nicer part of the Bronx. Mad Jewish people. Mad money. I don't know how she did it, but she did it. Probably had a sugar daddy or some shit. But, um, yeah, bro. That's the first time that I seen some shit like that. I remember moving out here and I was like, wow, there's, there's different dangers out here. You mean you got to fucking hang that shit up on your fridge and, and let your kids know that that's a creep and let it, and let them know oh, what he would do if they, if, if they got to you. So you have to run. I'd rather have the city living. I'm sorry. I would, I don't know. Maybe it's a city nigga in me, but. I want the best for my daughter, even though she's like, I don't give a fuck. That's her attitude right now. And that shit is crazy. Crazy. I'm like, yo, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Like, she's three, to, to, to keep giving you guys a timeline of my daughter and her behavior, because that's, that's one of the fun things about my podcast, I feel. For the niggas who are already dads and, and to just let the niggas know. To let to let niggas know, like, if you want to have a kid, brother. Well, the three age mania is going to run wild on you, brother. Yo, it's fucking fucking crazy. I just said fucking twice. Fuck it. Get the fuck out of here. It's Get wild. the fuck out of here. It's wild. She went from, like, she was easier to kind of manipulate into good behavior. And I'm sure some parent guru is going to fucking reach out and be like, hey, maybe you should do this. Hey, maybe you should go fuck yourself before you hit me up. Before you think about hitting me up, my dad's calling me. And I got to fucking turn that shit down for one in case people call me. My dad's calling me from Puerto Rico because he's in Puerto Rico chilling. Before you hit me up, why don't you take your fucking parental advice and jam it into your ass? Because we all parent differently and we all going to learn as we go. I think I'm a phenomenal parent. Another pat myself on the back moment. Yo. I went from being able to manipulate her into good behavior, like doing shit like, yo, Go to your room for a little bit. Go stand in that corner for a little bit. Just fucking go somewhere. I'll take away the screen. I'll be like, yo, you know what? No candy for you today, whatever. And now she, she, I feel like she's starting to figure out like, yo, you know what? Worst case, she's starting to have the attitude that I don't remember having until I was like maybe five or six, maybe seven. She's fucking three and a half. My daughter's advanced. I say it all the time. She's advanced. Yo, like. She's starting to do that. That that thing where she, in her head, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Do what you got to do. You want to take me? You want to take away my screen for a little bit? Take away my screen. You want to fucking take away candy? Worst case scenario, what? I lose candy for like a day? Fuck it. Snake is a herb. I'm going to be on Disney Plus on the TV. Any- oh, you're going to take away that too? Fuck it. I'll stay in my room. She literally looked at me one day and goes, I want to be in my room. 
what do I take away from this kid now? So the other day I was very dramatic because she would, I get, I get mad maybe at dumb shit from what it sounds to you guys, but you want your kids to have the healthiest lifestyle possible. And she also has a lot of stuff, you know, she, she'd be having shit wrong with her uh, stomach a lot. So I try to get her to eat good and drink water and stuff like that. And she won't. And I'll literally sit there and I'll be like, bro, like I got up, like I got up dramatically and I was like, oh, she ate her, she ate her waffles before eggs. And I told her, I'm like, yo, you have to eat your eggs before your waffles. Maybe I should have gave her the eggs, but whatever. We learn as we go, right? She ate her eggs, her waffles and not her eggs. So I was like, are you serious? I told you to eat your, wa- I told you to eat your eggs first. That's the important part. And then she doesn't want to drink water. And then she has a hard, a hard time pooping. So I'm like, yo, and I'm giving you guys mad information right now, but whatever. I'm trying to paint the picture for you. So I took her screen and I'm like, yo, I fucking dramatically, because First, I ask her, I'm like, all right, Alexandra, you know what? Go to your room for a little bit. We're just, you wanted to fucking wake me up. or Oh, can I have breakfast? And then we can we watch a movie. Can we do this? Can I have a snack? Like, she'll ask me for that snack. And I'll be like, yo, you got to, I'm not going to give you a snack at fucking eight in the morning. You're going to have to eat some real shit. So, and she's not old enough to, like, understand that, like, the waffle is kind of the snack. It's mad sugary. And it's just, like, it's bullshit. It's, it's like, fucking batter. And some syrup on it. The most sugary thing in the world. So I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, you're going to go in your room for a little bit, and you're not getting the snack. Okay. Oh, I, that shit pissed. It's been pissing me off for so long that I finally blew up, and I got up, and I fucked. She, she had this look like, what is this nigga doing now? Like, oh, what is, what is he going to do now? Like, oh, I pushed him to the limit. Let's see it. So I go in her room. I get the screen. Fucking open the window in the kitchen. I'm like, you want to see this thing go? She starts tearing up. And starts tearing up. And then she's, I'm like, you want to see this thing go? And she's so bad with it that she literally was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yo, are you fucking serious? It's that bad that when I ask you some shit, you're going to be like, I don't know. I feel like her I don't know is kind of like, I don't know, champ. Let's see you do it. I feel like she's not calling me bud in real life, but in her head, she's like, all right, bud, let's see you do it. All right, boss, let's see you do it, champ. All the words that I hate being called. And I literally fucking, I, I put the screen on the on the table, and I put the window up, and I'm like, all right, you know what? You're not, you're not going to get candy. I want to go to my room. Oh, you want to go to your room? And it was like the funniest fucking argument ever because she just kept, like, hitting me with this attitude, and I'm trying to teach her, like, respect. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I said, you're not getting candy, period. I took her candy her little candy bag thing, and I put it in the trash. I said, when you start eating good and you start drinking water the way you're supposed to, you can get candy again. But I'm not going to keep feeding you bullshit candy if you're going to not just not eat and drink. But now, you're not respecting. She starts crying a little more, and then I fucking act like I don't give a fuck for 10 minutes, and then after the 10 minutes, I'm a little bitch, and I call her over, and I kiss her, and I hug her. And I'm like, Alexander, do you understand why I did what I did? She's like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? She's like, because I didn't eat and because I didn't drink water. And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do to get candy back? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat and drink water. And when they do that, you just fucking feel so bad. So. Guys, pull out more. Pull out more when you're doing, when you're getting your freak on.
And if you're going to have a kid, I'm going to tell you a little something about your financial situation. Guys, so you want to buy a brand new Tesla, or you're looking into buying a house to fit all the kiddos and doggos. Or if you're me, you want to ball out and do both. Claw game week. But you need better credit, and you don't know what you're doing from the credit cards to those collection companies. Can't do an ad today. From, from credit cards to those collection companies that seem impossible to get removed. You got to holla at my boy, Carlos Sten, your millennial business and financial coach. I shit you not, I've been in touch with this dude for only a month, and my credit score is already up 100 points. And I'm just trusting the rest of the process, baby. When, I, when Jay-Z said, financial freedom, my only hope, I felt that. And I know I can't be the only one. Text CREDIT to 401-267-8436. That's CREDIT to 401-267-8436. And tell them Jimmy sent you. So we can all pull up to the barbecues this summer in Model 3s. And your kid that you can afford to have. Pull out game week. People fucking talk shit about, oh, you want to have a kid, your life's over. Your, your financial situation's over. No, it's not. You know what fucking changes? Your, 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 your views on shit. That's it. Your views on how just you, you change as a man, especially if you have a girl. And shout out to my boy, Serge. He's having a, he's having a uh, wow, I shouldn't say that because it's not my business to tell. He's having a kid. So, Yo, um, side note, you niggas are a little too creepy at the gym. I was at the gym before I got the COVID shot because the COVID shot put me, the first dose put me on my ass. You niggas are too creepy at the gym. I gotta say that. I was on the fucking, I was on uh, the treadmill, fucking incline, high speed, you know, trying to fucking sh- shred down these pounds because last night I did a sleep apnea test and they're trying to make sure that my, that I'm sleeping okay and that's not what's affecting my heart right now and it's not making it worse and there's a possibility that I should probably put some pounds off, uh, take some pounds off. So I'm on the cardio machine, fucking working it. And this nigga in front of me, he's literally on the fucking cardio machine doing the same shit I'm doing. But he has his speed super slow. And this girl walks by in leggings. And he's literally like this. Looking at her from the front. And then fucking does this. So much that he like fucking almost slips off the cardio machine. And I'm like, yo... That is the worst fucking feeling to provide a female when they go to the they go to the gym and I promise you they don't they don't want that. This fucking yo, this like thought process of like they know what they're doing when they wear that shit. Nigga, they're going I'd be mad hot at the gym. Don't get me wrong. When when I see girls go there in like fucking high ass fucking booty shorts and just the fucking sports bra, I'm like, all right. As a female, I probably wouldn't do that, but they do it. Fine, whatever. But niggas do it over, like they just do it over whatever. They try to be like, oh, they're wearing whatever. Bro, she's wearing a fucking sweater and leggings that the sweater is almost covering. And you're still like fucking doing, like breaking your neck to try to look under the sweater that's hanging over her ass. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. And what makes it worse is when they do this shit. Ready? They fucking, they're doing that fucking shit. Move the microphone up because I'm being dramatic about this little bit I'm doing right now. They're doing this shit. 
The worst is when they do this. The worst is when I don't know what I'm doing to my my microphone right now. The worst is when they're fucking working out. I'm doing. I, this is not how I work out. I I know what the form is. Don't I don't want any fitness nigga to hit me up and talk about my form. When they're literally doing this shit, and then they and then while they're doing it. They fucking break their neck to look at the girl with the leggings on that the fucking sweater is like a double XL. So it's it's covering the whole ass, but they're breaking their neck anyway. And then because the sweater is fucking covering the leggings and the ass, they're fucking breaking their neck a little more while they're doing the thing and their form's all messed up. And you know what's the icing on the cake for the females? I promise you when they do this, when they look and they break their neck to try to look at the gooch and then they're like this. That is the most creepy, disrespectful thing. And that is what makes these females hop from gym to gym. Somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to speak up for the females. And I am Jimmy Luca, the speaker for the females. White people speak for fucking black lives through Black Lives Matter and fucking cause riots and shit. I am going to speak for the females who go to the gym and fucking deal with niggas who do this. It's always a grunt. Stop pulling your meat at the gym. Get the fuck out of here. Stop pulling your meat at the gym. It's fucking gross. What do you got? Ew. <laughs> That's so fucking nasty. What are you making sure it's fucking working and shit? You taking too much roids? Or your shit's not working or whatever? My dick gets affected by antidepressants, so... There's that. I just put myself on blast. But my, my dick gets affected by antidepressants, so I, I got I to gotta, I gotta guess that your shit's getting affected by whatever. I feel, maybe that's why they do it, right? Like, you know, let me see if my shit's working. Just fucking bat it around. What is happening? Fucking chill out. She barely wants to go here because there's fucking 89 of you fucking, like, overly tanned Italians at the fucking, at hitting the weights and doing this shit. Wow. And that's the type of shit that you can find on the Patreon going forward. Just me fucking batting my dick around in my pants. That shit's gross. Oh, man. Yeah, my dick gets affected by antidepressants. No, not in the way that other people do. I actually had a funny conversation with my dad. He was like, he, I started the antidepressants um, in like May after, after I had that situation happen. And, uh, I, I was like, yo, I'm so scared to take these because it's affected my anxiety and made it worse before and also because of other things. And he was like, oh, don't worry about that other thing. He was like, just keep an eye on it because sometimes, like, I've taken anti antidepressants before that affect the way I work sexually. And worst case scenario, you hop around. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, uh, you can't get fucking hard. I'm like, shit. I didn't have the hard problem. Actually, I didn't have really... What I realized is I, I definitely took more time. I definitely took more time doing that. I took more time... <laughs> well, let me tell you something about coming, brother. Yeah, bro. I definitely took more time busting it. Busting a nut. 
but I never had fucking problem with my shit getting hard. I took more time busting or not. And I told my dad about it. And my dad was like, hey, hey, Jay. My dad calls me Jay. Hey, Jay, that's not a problem. And I'm like, you know what? You're fucking Right. You're fucking right. So now it's time to play the game. I got my own little, like, I hear about people taking Viagra and shit, and they bug out. I got my own little Viagra. I don't got to worry about fucking my shit being rock hard solid for mad long. I could just pop an antidepressant. I just, I just got to take antidepressants. And guess what? It's just, I'm not having problems with my shit getting hard, but I'm taking longer coming. Whatever. Fine. I'll take it. There's niggas who go through worse, right? I'll fucking take it. And you know what makes the you know what makes my discovery even more valid is that I stopped taking my antidepressants recently because I just forgot because I have so much shit going on between the vaccine fucking with me and the heart stuff and whatever. That I stopped taking it for a couple days and uh, some stuff happened here at home with I mean who else would have happened with it? And I. Uh, yeah, it was pretty quick. I was like, wow, we're back there, huh? We're back to the uh we're back to the minute and a half stuff. Nice. Now I gotta before I didn't have to fight to like, nope, you're not gonna go. You're gonna satisfy your girl. Nope, you're not coming yet. You're gonna just fucking ride it out, fucking pulling it out real quick just to make sure you don't all right. She's like, Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking do other shit just to satisfy you. But in reality you're trying not to. Like, you used to have to try hard not to. With the antidepressants, it, the antidepressant just worked for me, and it made me go for a long time because it just affected when I would. Now it's like, all right, you know what? Now you're going to feel it extra, and now you got to work for it. So now, you know, if I don't fucking try hard, I'm just going to, it's still winning and a half stuff. So I'm going to leave you guys with that, man. Antidepressants, pulling out, all that shit. Don't take antidepressants if you don't t- take antidepressants if you want to last a long time. Uh, don't pull out if you want to deal with a girl who uh, is gonna just be like, I don't give a fuck at some point. And now you got to figure out what's the next punishment. The funniest shit I said in that conversation was, uh, she was really fucking bugging out, and I was like, I'm not gonna hit you. But you know what I am gonna do? I'm gonna take your screen. That's my Vince McMahon voice. Time to break. And possibly throw it out the window. All right, guys, this has been episode 63. I'll catch you guys on the flip. Next week, I will uh, I will announce the Patreon and what's going to be involved in it. It should be the first episode of the of the Patreon stuff. If not, um, the following week, I think I'm finally doing the premiere podcast, which is going to be fucking hilarious, and I'll have more info on that next week. Until then, enjoy yourselves. Pull out if you don't want to deal with that shit. Take antidepressants if you want to last longer than a minute and a half. Have a good week. I'm sorry for the delay. I dealt with mad shit clearly, but I I came and I gave you a fucking cracked out episode. And it was longer. And I came and it was longer than a minute and a half. Let's fucking get it. My name is Jimmy.